0: Hi, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. Thank you once again for coming here and joining us in this community. It's all about, you know, helping each other. Nobody escapes <laughs> the challenges that life has. And for many of you who are listening, you know that, you know, I've got a background with anxiety, depression, PTSD. And more and more people suffer from this now, and we don't have to. There are things out there that can help us. Um, Next week, you will hear all about my trip and volunteering out in Costa Rica. But today, I am so excited to meet a new friend online, Rachel McLeod. How are you, Rachel?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh my god it's an honor to have you on the show honestly you're coming on here so thank you thank you thank you i'm excited to dive right in i want to tell everybody who rachel is so rachel mcleod she is a licensed clinical social social worker and emotional wellness coach wow like already there i know we're gonna have so many things to talk about Through years of successfully helping clients move their anxiety, depression, and trauma disorders into remission, Rachel has developed a program that empowers people to skillfully get rid of symptoms and heal. I love her mission. Her mission is to empower people to do their own healing work effectively, safely, and skillfully. We all need the tools to be able to I don't know. Just travel through this world a little bit easier and a little bit with well, what do I want to say? A little bit with less pain, you know, less pain. And we can, we ha- we can have the skills to do it ourselves. So this is why I'm so excited for this conversation. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know that we always start podcasts like this, but we need to know in order to know how the transformation was. Yeah. I,
1: gosh, I became a mental health therapist right out of college. And, um, and, and I was doing some interning as I was leaving my, with my, um, my master's in social work. And I was working with people with substance abuse and addictions. And um, I went in there, tooled up uh, with talk therapy strategies. And I was quickly very disappointed in the results. I was able to help them get in there and, and how I was able to help them progress in their healing journey. I did not feel like we were doing anything and, um, and which is not necessarily true, but that's really how I felt. And I was like, "What we're going to talk about their pain for the next 20 years. I mean, they need help now they're going to relapse. And, and so I, um, I continue to do that doing the best that I could. And then my department uh, closed and all of us got laid off in my department. And it was during that time that I was like, I don't like this and I suck at it and I quit. So (laughs) I quit that and, uh, I decided to stay home and, um, be a stay at home mom. I was, I was pregnant. Um, and I ended up having three children very quickly. And, um, fast forward, I had my, my next big mental health crisis And, uh, I, I'd had them before, but this one I could not manage and I could Mm -hmm. not quickly shift out of, and the other ones, nobody knew what I was dealing with because I was so high functioning. So it was very buried under everything. I would always, I was a top, it got my great grades. I was a top athlete. I, everything I did, I was successful at. And so I must be fine. But here I was in my life with three children under three. I was confused. I was anxious. I was starting to collect jars. I was like codependent. I could not, I just felt like I was in a mental fog. And so my husband was like, well, why don't you go and get a mental health evaluation? Well, mind you, I'm already a therapist. And I'm like, I don't like them. They don't help people. I got this whole bad attitude. But I'm like, I am, I, I am so confused. I go and I get a diagnosis. I get evaluated and he diagnoses me with obsessive compulsive disorder. And so I'm driving back in my life and my whole life is flashing in front of my eyes. And I'm like, yep, it was there. It was there. It was there. And it was like, I kept younger and younger. And I'm like, this is all I've been, I've been having struggling with this my whole life and nobody has known. And, um, and so which at that point, I did not realize that was just the tip of the iceberg of complex childhood trauma and generational trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, No idea. But with that idea in mind, I went and started researching. I was like, I'm gonna I just felt like I, I just felt excited to change and heal and grow. And at the same time, I met this woman who was, um, she helped my son overcome something that in three days, she helped him resolve something in three days that the doctors had, could not resolve in two and a half years. And I was mad at them. That's how I got to her. I'm mad at, I was just mad at everybody at that time. And um, but after she did that, and she did this with some electromagnetic feedback thing that had blown my mind. Like I my eyes, I was in her office, like as she's doing this feedback thing with my kid. And I left there she anyway, I she resolved it three days later. So I was like, can you help me? Cause I don't know what I got going on, but I got this new diagnosis and I'm confused. I'm struggling. And she, um, she does do some of that electromagnetic stuff on me, but she, then she hands me this EMD, this EFT thing, this tapping intervention and says, try this, it will change your life. And so I go home, I watch the DVDs. It's not talk therapy. So I'm very interested and it's a little bit weird. And, um, I go on and, and, and I'm I laying in bed that night and I'm, I've got all these racing thoughts and I'm just hyperventilating almost like I need to go to sleep right now. If I don't go to sleep right now, somebody's going to wake up and, you know, I, and I just was not going to sleep. I was starting an insomnia pattern that I had had and I was doing. And so, but something inside said, hey, why don't you try the intervention she gave you? And so I pull that thing out, I'm all anxious and, and I start tapping on these points on my body. I'm trying to find the points. I'm tapping with the points and I finish the points and I start yawning. And so then then I'm like, let me try that again. And I keep tapping. I get through another round. I'm asleep. I wake up the next morning and I am like, I slept. And then I'm like, what else can I try this on? So I start going after my symptoms, one after the other. The reason why I'm <laughs> collecting jars and, and I'm doing all these neurotic things and all this. And next thing I know, I'm not as confused and I'm throwing the jars away. And I'm I'm just coming into this calm place and I'm getting more clarity and I'm becoming decisive again. And this would, had all blown my mind because I'm, I'm smart. Why am I having these, these problems? But it wasn't, it was it was, it was just all catching up. I was not, I was, my brain was not processing the stress that I was under and it was building up and kaboom. Mm. And so, and these interventions, what I later learned, I thought EFT was the whole jam and that everybody needed to be doing this. And, you know, it's the best kept secret. And I started to um, practice it with other people. And as I was just cause I was curious. I was like, would this work for them? And it did. And then, but they would still have this disorder. And, um, and I, it, so I I'm, I'm by this time I'm now practicing again. Cause at this point I was like, if, if, if I ever go back to work, this is what I'll do this little weird tapping jazz. This is what I'm doing. Like, this is a real thing that other talk therapy stuff, blah, um, I now know a ton more. I'm, not, I'm no longer angry with talk therapists. I'm like, <laughs> I'm celebrating them. I love them. Uh, they're very, very helpful. But what I noticed is that it's not these interventions that work. Brains actually heal anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress. And the fact that the reason we have anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress is because the brain is trying to go through its healing process, but it's stuck. And so it's not completing it and it's looping. And it, the reason it's looping, it will last for a lifetime if it's not resolved. And so what I found was these interventions, and it was not just emotional freedom techniques, because then I went and did other trainings and found other interventions. And they also helped the brain. I watched them do the, help the brain do the same process and resolve symptoms. And, and as, in working through this, I was able to really help people resolve their disorders using the brain's ability and supporting the brain's ability to heal itself. And so I, and then I, I didn't really know why it worked, but I started working with neuro, um, the neurofeedback people, the the neuroscientists, and they Mm -hmm. were explaining brain function. And I'm like, yes. So I drop everything that's talk therapy and I go full out in just helping the brain complete the work that it wants to do. And I really am focusing now really on that that one place where this brain function gets stuck and where it will loop and loop for a whole lifetime. And when we work with that and we, we resolve that issue, all of a sudden the brain's healing quickly, quickly, quickly resolving symptoms, sometimes right immediately, just like what I experienced at times. Sometimes we have to be a little bit more skillful and, and persistent to help the brain resolve the issues, but ultimately brains heal. And with these tools, we're helping the brain right where it needs it and when the brain gets what it wants, then we get to get what we want. And there we go. So I'm loving what I'm doing now. That's how I got here. And um, and and in having this success, I really um, wanted to see, can we do this faster? Because brains aren't on a, they don't just single task. They like to multitask and they can heal at whatever speeds. It's just, can we put the work in? So I started training clients on this so that they were working with their brain between sessions. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just weekly brain work. And the next thing I knew, they were able to pick up more and more skills. So I was like, well, can I teach you this? And they're like, and they would pick it up and learn it. And then they'd come back and like, oh, I will resolve this memory. And, and then, so, and then they, they were just able to um, do a lot more than I ever conceptualized. And so I really developed a process for helping people resolve their disorders in two to six months. And that's where I'm at now.
0: I love that. I love it. I love the whole way you told this story and you know it, it, as you were saying that I was thinking okay I'm thinking of this building right that's sort of like toppling because the foundation is kind of like weak yeah. and we just keep building on top on top and yes. you never get anywhere you know or I had like a I had to reboot my computer the other day and I'm like it keeps getting stuck on something and it's never gonna get fixed. Because it's always stopping, like this error keeps coming up on the in the same same spot. So we have to like stop, stop wasting our time and figure out where we're stuck and how to get through that. Right, right. I love and that brain work.
1: It happens so fast. It's hmm. like and it, and then the more skillful you get, the more it's like you know you run into the error code, and you stop and you help the brain through its process, which makes maybe takes thirty seconds to five minutes you know maybe if it's more complex okay it takes 40 minutes but then all of a sudden that error code is resolved forever you know that doesn't mean there won't be another error code yes. right <laughs> yeah but, but i keep thinking of that <laughs> yeah but once you're here it's like you just work with your brain through life mm. and that's that's what that's what we would have been doing if we would have been if <laughs> many of us have complex childhood trauma Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were raised by parents with mental illness, maybe, maybe physical illnesses, maybe just different traumatic experiences that happened in childhood. And since we were really focused on surviving those moments, we really didn't have the opportunity to wire some of the healthy functions in. And so that's some of the work that needs to be done now as an adult that we didn't have time for then, you know, which is why mm-hmm. what you're talking about with that building and the, the shaky foundation that it's a real thing. We, when we come up with complex childhood trauma, we really don't have the same foundation, the same wiring, or the same brain function that people raised with healthier family systems. And that, that nice childhood and brain development and wiring, that we, but we can build that in at any time. And that helps us really to get that foundation built nice and and solid. And then as we build up, we feel that security instead of like, if we put one more brick on this, this whole thing's going to fall, you (laughs) know? And I
0: think both of us know that from experience, right? Like we've both been there. I, you know, I say this a lot, but on this show, but I so respect when people go through something in their life and then that's what they make their work because I really think it comes from a place of genuine, you know, I know what this feels like, and I want to help other people. So thank you also for coming to share your personal story, because I know that's not always, you know, it becomes easier as you tell it, but um, this way it can give everybody just an idea of of who you are, you know, so I think it's fantastic. And we all just want like gratitude with computer and internet now, not gratitude, but like, gratification instant. So it's important that people know you got to put in the work, right? And you shouldn't be ashamed if you have anxiety, depression, OCD, any of those things. You just got to learn, you know, there's ways out of it. So I'm super excited to hear about your method and what you have figured out.
1: Yeah. And you know, what's fun about this work is that because we're working with the body's electrical system, instead of like um, the thinking system and the, the, you know, reasoning and logic and understanding, we're working with the body's electrical system to complete these processes. So it's like when we get started on working with something, it really is pretty instant and gratifying like, and, and I really am into instant gratification. So the interventions that I choose need to work within two to six weeks, two to six minutes. Like I need to see brain shifting immediately because it's elect- What we're working with is electrical and brains are fast. They're, they work at the speed of light. You know, you think a thought, your brain says here, here's the answer, run with that, you know? And so we really can see shifts quickly, but I think what, what, what also needs to be factored in is if your system has not been able to process emotions well because it hasn't gotten the support and the practice to build a nice beautiful function you have to do the work of walking your brain through its healing process for a while as you're repairing and re- re- reconditioning it and really getting it strong and reskilled at what it can be doing what it should be doing what it's trying to do and so that does take the whole process mm-hmm. does take the investment, a little bit of elbow grease, but it's really fun because
0: you see the results every time. I love it because, you know, a lot of us are down on ourselves and we don't feel that we're worth the time, you know, and worth the, we have to give to ourselves. We have to love ourselves and, and clear all these things so that we can live happier and we can share more with others and stop living in you know, this struggle, right? If we can help ourselves, why not? Everybody needs to learn this stuff. Yeah.
1: And you know, all that stuff that I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. um, I'm not worth the time. I'm unwanted. It's not going to matter anyway. All of that is post-traumatic stress. I don't think we label it that we label it limiting beliefs. We label it all this other stuff, but that those statements, those beliefs are the sounds that post-traumatic stress makes. You know, and I think a lot of us don't understand that we are carrying so much trauma. We're carrying so many, and when I say trauma, I, we could really also say we're carrying so many unresolved emotions. We're carrying so many unresolved situations, unresolved inner conflicts, and um, and we begin to push them out of our awareness. But just because they're out of our awareness doesn't mean they've been completely processed. They've made it all the way through the brain's process and they sneak out in different ways. And so it's like, if we're feeling hopeless, if we're feeling we don't matter, if we're feeling that is an indication that there's something stuck in this process and we can jump in there, use an intervention to help the brain finish its process. And all of a sudden we're moving on, we're moving forward.
0: You're like speaking to the choir, you know? So I suppressed my feelings for 12 years and that's how it manifested was severe panic disorder, severe, all of these things. Yeah. It's suppression is not good. No.
1: Yeah. And it's an okay survival strategy, right? But once you're out, your brain should be unpacking it. You know, or even if you're in it, we want to see that stuff being processed along the way. But, you know, 12 years later and it's still not processed, you're going to see some problems. Just like if you're going to eat some food and it stays in your stomach, you're going to find some problems. It's going to ferment in there and then rot and then your whole system's going to freak out. There's no difference between these physical processes and the emotional processes. If it goes in, it needs to come out. Right. And so a lot of us have had these really painful experiences coming into our, our who we are and our experience. And it needs to come out. It needs to make its way through. It needs to be um processed and then discarded what's no longer needed. You know, brains use experiences to really mine jewels and understand the world. And if it can't get this stuff through its process, it's had this experience, but it can't understand, it can't make sense of any of it. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it more afraid of the whole world. So then you have your panic disorders. It's it's responding to things that it thinks are dangerous that are not actually dangerous. And now we've got inaccurate responses and reactions, and it can just get more and more confusing and convoluted and
0: complex. Yeah, exactly. And we don't need to feel that. Let's you know, there's there's much oh. more. There's these beautiful feelings out there that I like. The difference between the before and after. Oh my goodness. It's just it makes you want to just get in there and learn all the stuff because it really is life changing. So, what are some of the things yeah. that you put out into the world there? What are some of the things that you teach your um, your clients like when you're working with someone, like the beginning stages? Yeah. The first thing I do with people
1: is I match them with interventions. So I'm, I'm trained in four and I will teach people any intervention I have. Um, so I teach emotional freedom techniques, thought field therapy, energy medicine, and EMDR. So I'm movement desensitization and reprocessing. And I want to match them with the right intervention. So the first thing that we do is we start working with, I, I give them a brief training because all they need to do this work is, is very basic skills. As they keep using the strategies and, and working with their brain, they will get very, very advanced skills and a more advanced than most therapists in our community that are doing these interventions. And so Um, I get them trained in basic skills and then I want, and then we use them together. So the use of emotional freedom techniques takes under 30 seconds. So we're going to load up something that would be difficult for their brain to process or an anxiety or some, some post-traumatic stress, whichever in the beginning, we're going to go light. So probably going with some anxiety or some stress, and then we want to use an intervention with that. And while we're, when we, after we're done with the intervention, I need, I want to see either the body calming. I want to see more logical thoughts happening. I want to see the problem solving start to move. I want to see more prefrontal cortex activity. And so that lets us know that this information is moving past the survival system into the prefrontal cortex, into the thinking center. It's moving along the process. And that's really, um, all I help people with. And once we have an intervention that helps people do that, We're golden because the rest of the the prefrontal cortex is great at this, Mm -hmm. right? But if it's trying, if it needs more information, if it if it the information the body is sending up there, like hey, let me tell you about that event we just had, and the survival system is blocking it, then it's it's not going to get that. It's not going to get to finish the work. As a matter of fact, it's going to be like hey, give me that information, and then it's going to be tug of waring with the survival system. I need that, and then and that's where you'll notice thoughts looping, 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 or symptoms looping. And because the the system, both ends of the system, are trying to complete this process, mm-hmm. and so we get in there with this intervention, open it up. We want to see it move from information from the body, like maybe racing heart or dropping in your dropping that dropping sensation in your stomach, and really get to the thinking center where sen- words are going to be applied and thoughts and feelings and reasoning are going to be happening. Reasoning's so, a big one, yeah. Yeah, and so once that once that stuff starts happening. We just we go back in and, and we know we have a match. We know that this intervention is helping the brain, the survival system's responding like we want it, like get out of the way. <laughs> <You> know, let <laughs> let this information pass, and so once that's happening, we're on, and then we really get to work. So, EMDR is a is the intervention that has the most gnarly side effects, okay. and so I really will teach that later, once I know that people have skills with some of these interventions that don't have negative negative side effects, and that they're also building skills with working with their inner world, and then I will start giving them EMDR if they want. Many of my clients never use EMDR. They're like, I'm cleaning this whole thing up with this other intervention. And they're, you know, they found the one that works for them. And so, um, but I like to make these all available because sometimes they'll come back. And I'm like, Hmm, can I learn another intervention? Maybe a year later, or maybe a week later. And so I like to really build them with these, these different ways of working with themselves that really, um, build their skill, and help them do their healing work, keep them inspired. So that's what I do straight off, is that I equip with interventions, we make sure they're matching, and then I start giving them um, missions, like a little healing mission <laughs> to go on based on skill level, right? So now that you have this tool, and whenever this happens, I want you to use that intervention in the moment with your brain, help your brain through that process. Right, and, and their job is just to help that survival system get out of the way, make sure it completes. And so that's really what I'm training people to do. And, and then we just go through layer after layer of their disorder, whatever that is, the traumatic memories, lots of healing stuff, lots of subconscious programming work. And then we after we cleaning all that stuff up, then we want to build. And that's where we go into um, healthy brain function helps people reach their goals. I need to see your brain doing that. I need to see your brain generating lots of different awesome ideas and getting more and more accurate and then you feeling like you can do that and not being held back sabotaged to overcome with emotion overwhelm distress, we need to see all these pathways to your goals and your dreams opening and you walking down them. That's evidence that your brain is able to help you achieve your goals and your dreams, which it's already trying to do. But because of stuff that gets stuck, like post-traumatic stress, it's like, I'd love to help you, but I can't because this thing, I can't get this processed, So I can't help you go in that direction, right? So if we're getting that thing processed, we, we would then see it moving in that direction. So it's it's I, I help people do the healing work and then the building work. And that's we we that's where we get to wire in. I'd like to help you reach that goal, but I really don't have any joy or motivation. So we need to help your
0: system start generating joy and motivation like it should be doing itself. Now that's that's awesome. And it's it sounds like you're also giving them in learning all these tools, it will help prevent the next round. So if you have these tools, you know, you work on the issues at hand, but then if you continue with those, when you're not feeling those things, that's the goal too, right? So that you prevent them, you prevent the panic attacks and you prevent new traumas from forming.
1: Yeah. Because like you said, we don't get to escape life, right? We don't get to escape things happening. And it's really about, can we process the events? And it's like, there are so many events in childhood that we could not process, right? So we are gonna help our brain process those because it doesn't know the different, the timing that it's passed. It's like, it just still needs it processed. And then as we're moving forward, really it's, it it changes a lot, right? It's more like you wanna keep doing the dishes. You know, it's like your inner world is like your house. There, you know, you might not need to, you know, build a new foundation and repaint and redecorate. You
0: have Um, to unclog it unclog the whole thing,
1: right? That's (laughs) what we're doing here with resolving disorders. We're like, we need to make this thing work and we need to repair some things and we need to move some of this rotten stuff out. Um, but there after you've, you've got this thing and you've redecorated the inside and it's, it's running, it's functional. You can rely and depend on it. There's still work with living in a home, right? So there's, you know, making sure you wash your dishes.
0: (laughs) Upkeep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And every once in a while, you're going to have a pipe blow. Right? So you want to have the tools to get in there and and do that work, you know, and so it just becomes a little bit different work to be well. And a lot of times brains are good for a while in between, like, but then something will happen that's overwhelming and your brain's like, I don't know, we've never done this before, you know, and you can help the brain process stuff to really find the
0: solutions and
1: move through the stuck points.
0: Yes. And not allow it to shut you down. That's right. Keep it open. So in your opinion, what therapy does not work?
1: Well, um, I, because I, I think what we're talking about here with help with resolving symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress, um, there are therapies that do not work for this and talk therapies are one of them. Um, and talk therapy can be, it's, it's wonderful for support. It's wonderful for having some, a sounding board, um, but it's really focused on the prefrontal cortex support. It's the native language of that part of the brain. That's not where this problem is located. Now there, is, there are some things like having somebody um, uh, feedback the words and have empathy does do some, some brain work that affects the survival system and will open it up, but I don't find that it's quite enough um, to resolve a complex disorder. It might be enough that, you know, somebody who's already high, like, healthy and well, and their parents wired them up nicely and they've got, they can really process emotions, um, that, that talk therapy could be enough for them. But where this stuff hasn't even been wired, if you're talking about it, you're actually loading it up to, to be processed. But if your processor doesn't process, it's just going to make more pain and despair moving through. And that's why a lot of people, um, they, they get re-traumatized in talk therapy. Hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and why it doesn't work is because their processor actually isn't processing. They can talk about it all they want. It's not making it. It's not going to complete. It's not going to get through the brain's healing process. It's just going to come up and go down and come up and go down, which it's already doing, which is why we're in so much pain. And we have to distract and we have to eat and we have to go do the drugs and, and have the sex and be reckless. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have to keep ourselves away from from our own healing process because it doesn't work and so a lot of times talk therapy can really be counterproductive with resolving symptoms and so it's so if you can understand talk therapy is great for learning new strategies and getting support and feeling seen and heard that stuff let's do that but we really need to change how your brain is is processing the information moving through your system Mm -hmm. and the old wounds and 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 also when the brain, when we get all this traumatic stress through the, we first start with the pain because that's what will shut down the healing process. Um, when the brain can resolve that pain, it shifts and it's turned and converted into some other form that it no longer registers as pain in the body. It becomes energy and fuel and the building blocks for our next levels of wellness and growth. So it's like, if you see these, this pain that's running through us, like if we can get that through this process, it stops being pain as Mm -hmm. we know it and so it's like it's so valuable to do this work because it's like it's like get out of pain now stuff Mm -hmm. you know and so these are so many opportunities if we just simply think let's stop the pain like that's huge but it's just like uh, working with a dentist if you numb first you can do any work that you need to Mm -hmm. you know and with these these if we can desensitize the pain in our traumatic memories, all of a sudden, like, I'm sure there's this little healing team in the front of your brain that jumps up and jumps down into the trauma and can finally do its work. And everybody's like, this is great. We finally understand this and we're gonna get rid of this. And we're gonna get rid of that. And we're gonna keep this little gem we found out about ourselves." you know, like we Mm -hmm. love connection and support. We're gonna tuck that over here, right? And so it's really, it's all these symptoms we have are really such great opportunities. They're not something we want to keep buried and unprocessed because
0: there's just our gems are in there. Mm -hmm. And if you do keep it buried, not only do you have the same problems that you had before, but now you've just prolonged them.
1: Yeah. Prolonged the
0: suffering. Mm -hmm. It's it's,
1: it's like it's emotional poverty, Hmm. right? It's like. It's like all this pain builds up and everything slows down and it's like your gems are in there, your most valuable things, but it's, it's submerged in all this pain. And all of a sudden you siphon this pain out and these jewels come through. And now you have, you're just, your system's thriving and as well. And it's, you know, all these vitamins and minerals stuck in this thing are filling in the holes and you're building wealth, you know, you're building that emotional wealth and surplus. And, and really that's what we want people living from. Uh-huh. That's what we want parenting from that's what we want people
0: reaching goals from is really health and wellness Mm -hmm. and I don't know I think you know there's so much talk around self-care and all of these things and I'm not talking about the self-care of having a bubble bath although that's really great or all of these things you know these things that go along with um perfumes, and just all of these, you know, aromatherapy, which I'm sure have all of their positive sides. For me, self-care is more setting boundaries and priorities and taking the time to go through this work, like what you're talking about. Do you find that that's something that, so sometimes, so here's a question for you. Sometimes I'll ask some of my guests, not always, but sometimes, what their biggest gift was, that they gave to themselves that changed ultimately the way that they felt about who they are. What was your, one of your gifts that has changed how you look at yourself?
1: You know, I think that, I think just processing all this stuff, you know, I had so many, one of the things with my complex childhood trauma was in my, my family, my generational legacy is alexithymia, the inability to put thoughts and feelings into words. Um, so it, the thoughts and feelings are like stuff from the body, right? And they have to get to the front of the brain where you mix where words are attached and where meaning is given and where understanding happens. I had so much stuff not getting up there mm. and I didn't have any examples of it getting up there because all of my people lived kind of wordlessly You know, it's just, this was life. This is how humans are. And, um, and as I went off to college, I really wanted to communicate more and connect more. And I had these blocks where I could not, I could not (laughs) just, and I started journaling voraciously and I didn't know what I was doing then, but I was really starting to put thoughts and feelings into words. And now I help people do this a lot faster because I, if I would have had an intervention, I could have processed so much more using this strategy, but I just manually would put thoughts and feelings to words. And I would, I remember writing stuff down and I was just like, i just feel so, I had no word for it. And I just started writing A-H-H-H-H exclamation point, like, ah, that's what I was hearing inside. And after a while, my brain said, oh, you're frustrated. And I was like, I am, I'm frustrated. Yes. Right. And then the next thing I knew, I went out and I used that word with somebody and I told them I was frustrated and they were like, yeah. And then we're connecting. And, and then later I started seeing frustration on other people's face. And I was like, oh, you're frustrated. It was the first times that I ever was able to read facial expressions and emotions on other people. And this was really huge for me. I look back and I'm like, holy cow, how traumatized were we? And, but, um, but what I got from there was that was the beginning of me building real empathy for other people. Brains make empathy. That's amazing. I love that Right. And so like my, the empathy is the greatest product I've got from this whole thing. Empathy for myself and empathy for others. The more empathetic I am to myself, the more understanding I have for the rest of the world right? The more stones I put down, <laughs> the more I have no stones to throw, the more I have more connection. And, and that process has never stopped. Right. So it's like, if I find a place where I'm like, I have no words for this, but I do have a lot of feelings. I just take a moment and process those feelings. And all of a sudden they become words and then they become connection and then they become understanding, insight, empathy, and connection.
0: Mm, I love that.
1: Yeah. And that was, you know, you talked about your goal is to end loneliness. And that really, for me, has been huge. And even those big feelings of loneliness that I had growing up, not being able to communicate with other people, you know, those have become just massive, wonderful healing points for me.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, and um, just it's when it's stuck in an emotion mode, you don't get to access the wealth of it you know, and all of a sudden it gets processed and it's just like light bulbs, light bulbs and, and greater function in all these different places. It's so
0: this is the best gift I've given myself. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Honestly, I love it. Cause it made so much, like, as you were talking about the frustration, I'm like, it's true. Like, I don't know. It just like, it, I could connect with that story. I, I loved it so much. Where can we find you Rachel? I am so excited that we had a chance to talk, but the conversation doesn't have to be over. <laughs> yeah. I my the best place to find
1: me is on my website at com, and I, my name is smelled, spelled is smelled <laughs> my name is spelled like Rochelle. So it's R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E and that's dot com. And um, I'm sure you'll have links to that, but yes. that's where you can find the opportunities I've created for people to use my curriculum, the the Resolve Your Anxiety, Depression, and Traumatic Stress in Two to Six Months curriculum called Inner World Transformation. That's where I have workshops. I have um I have an intensive coaching program. I, there's so many things on there. I try to make it available, this healing opportunity available to so many people. Um, and an online course, because I know that there's people who love their therapist, but they want to do this specific work. Mm-hmm. And I want to empower them to be able to do their work skillfully and and well and really effectively so and
0: safely. Yeah, I'm going to put all the links, your YouTube channel, your Facebook yeah. group, everything. Oh Yeah. I am... You know, I learned so much from you today and I'm so grateful that you came and shared your wisdom with us. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to end with today? No, just this. I'm excited for
1: us to heal. I'm excited for all of us to heal. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.